booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We're not in recession. Despite two negative quarters for the GDP, the president insists the United States is not in a recession. Final approvals for congestion pricing in Manhattan are in the works with the launch plan by early 2024. Washington, D.C.'s Democratic mayor activates the National Guard to deal with the flood of migrants being sent from Republican states. China's president issues a stern warning directly to President Biden that those who play with fire usually get burnt over U.S. involvement in Taiwan. A lottery players are dreaming big with tonight's Mega Millions jackpot soaring to over a billion dollars. President Biden said the United States is not in a recession. Biden's statement despite Thursday's second quarter GDP report showing a downturn in two back-to-back quarters. Both Chairman Powell... And many of the uh, um, uh, significant uh, banking personnel and economists say we're not in recession. The U.S. economy shrank 0.9 percent in the second quarter as record high inflation and higher interest rates forced consumers and businesses to pull back on spending. Two consecutive quarters where GDP numbers are negative typically signal a recession. Biden touted the job market, saying it remains historically strong with unemployment at 3.6 percent and more than a million jobs created in the second quarter alone. Congestion pricing is being greenlighted. Federal regulators plan to release a long delayed environmental assessment of the MTA's controversial congestion toll plan by the end of this month. After that, the MTA will hold public hearings with MTA ridership 60 percent below pre-pandemic levels. Revenue from congestion pricing tolls would help fund the agency's capital programs. Drivers told Fox 5 they aren't pleased with this idea. No toll. Yeah, because even now it's too much. It's high. So within a year, $5, 10 to come into the city from Queens in the, in the same borough is ridiculous. If the federal government gives the MTA the final green light, congestion tolls would begin in late 2023 or by early 2024. Drivers entering Manhattan below 60th Street will be charged to toll electronically. The revenue estimated at a billion annually would be used to back borrowing for things like capital improvements to the MTA's subway and bus systems. In a phone call that lasted two hours, 17 minutes, Chinese President Xi Jinping sternly warned U.S. President Joe Biden Those who play with fire will only get burnt, referring to the United States' involvement in Taiwan's independence. The conversation sparked by House Speaker Democrat Nancy Pelosi's anticipated visit to Taiwan in August. Journalist Gordon Chang spoke about the call on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. That is an escalation in rhetoric. And clearly it's a warning to the Biden administration. And so far, we have not heard anything from the White House in response other than a very bland readout of the phone call. Taiwan is self-governed, but China maintains it's part of its territory. Taiwan's stance of independence has provoked aggression from China, including the increase of its military presence near the island. 
Ahead of Pelosi's trip, not yet officially scheduled, the Pentagon is preparing for any contingency in Taiwan has been conducting military exercises. Washington, D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser on Thursday requested the indefinite activation of the district's National Guard forces. It's in response to the busing of thousands of migrants from overburdened Republican border states dealing with record migration under the Biden administration's lax border policies. Bowser, a Democrat, assured residents there earlier this month that constituents would not bear the brunt of the cost of dealing with these migrants. We continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis. We need space uh, and we we need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis. The move to bus migrants led by GOP Governors Greg Abbott of Texas and Doug Ducey of Arizona comes as the nation battles with record number of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. Several border counties have produced, uh, pronounced the situation as an invasion and demanded state or federal action. Well, the top prize in tonight's Mega Millions multi-state drawing a sword to over $1 billion with a B dollars. You can't win if you don't play. <laughs> You're going to win a ticket right here. It's the second highest jackpot in history. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $1 billion for tonight's drawing. If you have the winning number, you can choose to receive your money in one lump sum or an annual payout for the next 30 years. The lump sum comes out to about $600 million, and of course there are taxes, so hire a good lawyer and accountant. Mega Millions hasn't had a winner in three months. Good luck. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, partly sunny today. Our highs 86 with a 30% chance of showers after 5 p.m. Mostly cloudy overnight with a 70% chance of showers. This rain should end by about 2 a.m. The overnight low is 71. And Saturday and Sunday, sunshine highs in the mid-80s. Right now, 77 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. A group of House Democrats on Tuesday introduced a bill that would place term limits on current and new U.S. Supreme Court justices. The bill, it's called... Supreme Court Tenure Establishment and Retirement Modernization Term Act, introduced by Representative Hank Johnson, a Democrat out of Georgia. Johnson's bill seeks to amend federal law, placing an 18-year limit on Supreme Court justices. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat out of Rhode Island, is introducing a similar bill in the U.S. Senate. Democrats have recently been pushing for reform on the Supreme Court, including proposals to pack the high court following the court's reversal of Roe v. Wade. Justice Samuel Alito commented on the decision in a speech in Italy. All I am going to say is that ultimately, if we are going to win the battle to protect religious freedom, In an increasingly secular society, we will need more than positive law. The bill proposes the president appoint justices in the first and third years after a presidential election. Justices nominated and confirmed through this process would be limited to an 18-year term and retire. Sitting justices would gain senior status as new justices are added and retire in order based on current seniority. Republican Senator Rick Scott of Florida taking aim at Senator Joe Manchin. President Biden and the Democratic Party, it's all over what he says is reckless spending, saying Biden has officially plunged America into a recession. 
Scott's remarks come a day after Senator Manchin announced he reached an agreement with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on a watered-down $700 billion version of the Build Back Better bill after more than a year of talks within the party. Scott also spoke to EWTN News nightly earlier this month. We got to cut taxes. We got to reduce government. We got to we got to make sure our government's accountable. We got to become energy independent. We can get inflation down, but not with the Democrats' reckless spending, constant, constant, constant spending. According to Schumer and Manchin's offices, the bill will raise 739 billion in revenue through IRS tax enforcement, the corporate minimum tax, and closing the carried interest loophole. 443 billion is allocated to energy and climate change provisions on the, and uh, on the Affordable Care Act extension. Scott said it's time for both parties and Congress to wake up and predicted that Democrats will suggest their efforts are meant to lower inflation heading into the midterms. Comedian and former Daily Show host John Stewart slammed Republican senators Thursday after they blocked the passage of a bill that would expand health care coverage for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxins during their service. Speaking to reporters in Washington, D.C., Stewart said that veterans made the trek to the nation's capital to see the legislation get passed. You know what's a slush fund? The OCO, the Overseas Contingency Operations Fund, $60 billion, $70 billion every year on top of $500 billion, $600 billion, $700 billion of a defense budget. That's a slush fund. All 50 Democrats and eight Republicans voted for the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our PACT Act. However, the bill fell short of the 60 votes needed in the Senate to overcome the legislative filibuster. Senator Pat Toomey, the Republican from Pennsylvania, claimed that the bill would create $400 billion in discretionary spending, labeling it a budgetary gimmick. House Democratic leadership will announce legislation next month that would ban lawmakers, their spouses and senior staff from trading stocks. A source familiar with the plan tells CNN a vote is planned for September. The proposal would force lawmakers to choose between putting their stocks in a qualified blind trust or completely divesting their investment portfolios. Punchbowl News first reported the development. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has long defended lawmakers' ability to trade stocks. Here's Pelosi back in December. This is a free market and people, we have a free market economy. They should be able to participate in that. Pelosi has previously not allowed such legislation to move out of committee. Earlier this year, Democratic Senator John Ossoff and Republican Senator Josh Hawley offered a separate legislation that would ban lawmakers from trading stocks, but the legislation ultimately went nowhere. A judge Thursday ordered the man accused of raping and impregnating a 10-year-old Ohio girl to be held without bond. The cases gained national attention over the abortion debate because the girl was taken to Indiana for an abortion. The judge cited the horrendous violence of the crime and the fact that this man, the defendant, had been living in the same home as the girl and her mother. 27-year-old Gerson Fuentes pleaded not guilty to two counts of felony rape. Fuentes showed no emotion as he was led by deputies from the Columbus courtroom back to jail. I have done many no-bond hearings. I have never once had a no-bond hearing in which there has been physical DNA present from a victim in the form of matter consistent with pregnancy. Fuentes, an illegal immigrant from Guatemala, was arraigned earlier this month and his bail was initially set at $2 million. He remains in the Franklin County Jail. 
North Korean leader Kim Jong-un warned he's ready to use his nuclear weapons in potential military conflicts with the United States and South Korea, state media said Thursday. The North Korean leader unleashed a fiery rhetoric against rivals he says are pushing the Korean peninsula to the brink of war. Kim's speech to war veterans on the 69th anniversary of the end of the 1950-53 Korean War. If you think you can neutralize or destroy part of our military power, it's nonsense. Such a dangerous attempt will immediately be punished by a powerful force, and Yoon Suk-yul's government and his army will be annihilated. While Kim has increasingly threatened his rivals with nuclear weapons, it's unlikely that he would use them first against the superior militaries of the United States and its allies. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Time for a check on sports with Justin Ellick. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. The Yanks got back to their winning ways last night as they hosted the Kansas City Royals. Royals for the first of four this weekend in the Bronx. Frankly, a deathly boring game throughout as both arms shoved through either side with Jamison Tyone throwing six innings of shutout ball for the Yanks and the youngster Brady Singer one-upping Tyone with seven innings of one-hit shutout ball for the Royals end of things. Tied at Zilch heading into the bottom of the ninth. Who else but Big Aaron Judd would swoop in to save the day for the Bombers. High fly ball. Left center. Taylor on the run. On the track. At the wall. He's done it again. See ya. A walk-off home run by Aaron Judge. And the Yankees win one nothing. Spectacular. Oh, yeah, very spectacular. That call courtesy of Michael Kay and the Yes Network. Newly acquired outfielder Andrew Benintendi, who was a Royal as of 24 hours before first pitch, went 0 for 4 in his Yankees debut, debut against his former team. He'll look to rebound, and the Yankees will look to build some more momentum in Game 2 of the series tonight. Set for a 7.05 p.m. first pitch from Yankee Stadium. Garrett Cole will take the hill going up against Kansas City's Chris Bubik. As for the Metropolitans, they were off yesterday, but get back in action tonight in Miami against the Marlins. That first pitch is scheduled for 6.40 p.m. with Chris Bass it going for the Mets up against Miami's Sandy Alcantara. <clears throat> also regarding the Mets, they acquired outfielder Tyler Naquin for, uh, and left-handed uh, reliever Philip Deal from the Cincinnati Reds yesterday in a trade for two minor leaguers. Look out for at least a couple more moves from the Mets front office before Tuesday's trade deadline. News out of the NFL as well as training camp picks up. A star wideout DK Metcalf and the Seattle Seahawks agreed to a three-year, $72 million extension yesterday. The guaranteed total includes a $30 million signing bonus. A source told ESPN which makes that the highest ever for a wide receiver. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Let's look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny, the high 86, 30% chance of showers pretty much late afternoon. And then that rain continues throughout the evening, ending by about 2 overnight. The overnight low, 71 with mostly cloudy skies. There's a 70% chance of precipitation overnight. And Saturday. And Sunday look nice, so sunshine highs in the mid-80s both days. Right now, 77 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. And here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Amazon adjusting its outlook after positive earnings. The chips bill heads to the Oval Office for the president's signature. Key earnings wrap up a busy week. Amazon shares jumping 10% in extended trading. Amazon beat earnings and revenue targets. Amazon's now adjusted its outlook for the third quarter, predicting revenue growth of between 13 and 17%. The House passed the chips bill Thursday, a $52 billion 
billion effort to compete with China's booming semiconductor industry. NVIDIA stock up another percent in yesterday's session as that measure heads to the president's desk. Procter & Gamble reporting earnings at the start of today's session. Procter & Gamble's sales are expected to increase up to 5%. That's higher than its previous forecast. Shares of P&G up more than a percent yesterday. Exxon Mobil to report second quarter earnings. Experts are expecting profits and revenue to match Wall Street targets. The stock remains flat ahead of today's session. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning, the Dow up 58 points at 32,547. S&P is up 24 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq's climbed 126 and three quarter points. Gold's up $10.40 an ounce at $1,760.70. Crude oil still below 100 bucks a barrel at $98.46. That's up $2.04. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A Danbury, Connecticut mother of three apparently strangled her three children to death and then took her own life, according to police. Danbury police say a hysterical woman called 911 after finding the bodies of these three children, ages 12, 10, and 5, inside of this home in Danbury on Wednesday. Their mother, identified as 36-year-old Sonia Loja, was found dead of asphyxia by hanging in the shed. The medical examiner will officially rule on the cause of death of that mother and her three children. Neighbors told NBC4 they were shocked to hear what had happened. Like, it's crazy. I would never expect anything like this to happen in a peaceful neighborhood like this. Like, it's still blowing my mind. Investigators learned that the mother and children lived at the residence with two other adults who were not at home when police arrived. A 20-year-old Bronx man out on bail for a recent gun bust was shot to death on a Bronx street, police said Thursday. Police say Jeshua Choco Nivar was shot twice in the head, once in the hip. This happened outside of a deli on East 187th Street, right near Cretona Avenue in the Belmont section about 4 a.m. on Wednesday. Nivar died at St. Barnabas Hospital, and two men were seen fleeing that area in a gray sedan. Nivar was arrested June 17th in the Bronx for possessing a loaded firearm as well as an ammunition clip. According to court papers, he was then released from jail on $5,000 bail on June 29th. So far, no arrests have been made in his killing and investigation is ongoing. A deep dive by the New York Post finds more evidence of the need to overturn New York State's bail reform laws, allowing pretrial detainees to walk free in most cases. The New York Post analyzed NYPD figures, finding that roughly one in every five suspects arrested for burglary or theft in New York last year was then rearrested on a felony charge within 60 days after being set free. The statistics reveal increases in alleged recidivism as high as three times what they were back in 2017 before New York's controversial bail reform law took effect in 2020. Earlier this week, New York City Mayor Eric Adams called for a special session of the New York State Legislature to address the spiraling crime rate. I hope that just as we had a special call to uh, return to Albany to deal with the uh, the uh, ruling on right to carry, uh, I believe that Albany should consider um, coming and revisiting uh, some of the violence we're seeing of repeated offenders. And we need to be clear on that. 
New York's governor, though, and the New York state legislative leaders are refusing to hold a special session to revoke bail reform. The numbers also show that suspects arrested last year for things like misdemeanor petty larceny in the city's shoplifting spree went on to quickly commit more serious crimes with 21.6% charged with felonies less than two months later. That rate is more than two and a half times the 8.1% recorded in 2017 before these bail reform laws took effect. More incidents of subway violence here in New York City. A subway shove in Times Square and a teenager riding the A train shot by a gunman on the platform. A 35-year-old man on the southbound platform for the number one train was shoved onto train tracks for the E train. This happened at the Times Square subway station Wednesday night. Police ended up arresting 27-year-old Wilson Garcia, charging him with assault and reckless endangerment. Garcia is also a suspect in an unsolved forcible touching incident from May. He was also charged with groping a 19-year-old woman at the 34th Street Herald Square subway station in Midtown back on May 25th. The shove victim taken to a hospital for treatment of head injuries. The MTA has previously announced they would test subway safety doors as part of a pilot program. The agency announcement came after the deadly shoving of Michelle Alyssa Go at the Times Square subway station. Here's MTA head Jano Lieber back in February. We want to deal with this problem and all of its complexity. There, there are people who have mental illness who are walking into the tunnels. So we have to do something. An 18-year-old man was riding a southbound A train when a suspect standing right on the platform at Beach 67th Street and Rockaway Beach Boulevard fired into that train around 9.23 p.m. The victim was struck in the leg and taken to Brookdale Hospital. He is uh, expected to survive so far, though. Police say no arrests have been made and an investigation is ongoing. Vice President Kamala Harris alongside New York City Mayor Adams in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, Thursday to announce new investment efforts that are designed to help low-income and underserved communities. They announced the formation of the Economic Opportunity Coalition, or the EOC. In the coming months, our administration will work closely with all members of this coalition to make sure that we are maximizing the impact of every dollar that is spent. Because we do recognize that when we create opportunity in communities that have been left out and left behind, our entire nation White House officials describe the EOC as a coalition of 24 companies and foundations that together will invest billions in underserved communities. Harris said much of the money will go to women-owned and minority-owned businesses. Former President Donald Trump is defending the Saudi-backed LIV golf tournament plan for his national golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, against calls from families of 9-11 terror attack victims to back out. Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have, as to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country, to the world. So nobody's really been there. But I can tell you that uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to celebrate, and money's going to charity. Families of victims who died in the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks condemned Trump for hosting the tournament. It's slated for July 29th through the 31st at Trump's Bedminster Golf Club. 9-11 Justice also accused golfers of taking blood money by participating. But Trump called the tournament a great thing for Saudi Arabia. The New York City medical examiner now has linked a third death to the most recent heat wave that is gripping the tri-state area. No information about this victim's name, age, or exact location. 
released on Thursday in at least one of the other two cases. The person who died also suffered from serious underlying health conditions and Experts are warning people to take it easy as another heat wave approaches. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny today, our highs 86. Rain should begin around 5 o'clock and continue till about 2 in the morning. There's a 70% chance of showers. The overnight low, 71. Clears for tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Sunshine highs in the mid-80s. Right now, we have 77 degrees. Clear skies here in the Big Apple. Tyler Perry, the man behind the movie character of Medea, set to receive an honorary AARP Purpose Prize Award. Jacqueline Carl has a story. The Bible say, yea, though she walked in the valley with the shadow of Little Red Riding Hood and the three bears, she feared no evil because the three little pigs was not around. Amen. Hallelujah. That's Tyler Perry, actor, filmmaker, and philanthropist, and he's receiving an honorary AARP award for helping people overcome various obstacles through his foundation. The Perry Foundation was launched in 2006. It's focused education, health, human rights, technology, and global sustainability. The AARP Purpose Prize honors people 50 and older who are making a difference through their knowledge and life experience. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. Well, if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCRadio.com. And I've got something new for you. Don't forget to check out the early news merchandise and other merchandise at WABCRadioStore.com. That's WABCRadioStore.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.